Welcome to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast, where we inspire women by teaching applicable skills and tools and assisting them with connecting with one another, healing, and aspiring to their highest selves so they can reach their full potential. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. Sarah has chosen a beautiful topic that I'm so excited about, and um, it's difficult roads can lead to beautiful destinations, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. And I love this topic so much because um, my journey has been an interesting one. And it has been one where I have had to reinvent myself. It's been one where I have had to um, surrender to the process and one where I've had to choose what I want to create in my life. And there have been some difficult roads and they have also led to some very beautiful destinations because I've chosen to take ownership for my life, but also chosen to um, not be a victim. I love that. To what happens in life. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I think that the, this is, this is so needed. It's such a Mm -hmm. timely topic. Um, You know, I think that a lot of times when, when difficult things happen, it's easy to, to fall into victimhood and feel a victim of circumstance and feel like we don't have any choices in those times. So I was wondering if you could share with us um, your advice, your mm-hmm. advice for your clients mm-hmm. and what you choose to do in those times, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just think that, that you are a wealth of knowledge that we can mm-hmm. all learn from and an inspiration. And, mm-hmm. and I would love to hear your, yes. your thoughts yes. and advice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to share a little bit about what led me to Heart and Soul Wellness first. So about 2014 was a fairly challenging year for me. Um, And at that point, I realized as a therapist, I was feeling like there was so much more to help people with thriving, rising, and reaching their full potential. And so I got my yoga therapy or yoga teacher certification, which then led me to a yoga therapy certification, but I could not get enough. And still, that's kind of my personality. I want to learn as much as I can. So I started learning more about holistic remedies, but also what are some things that can help people with moving forward? Because it's not so simple as saying just feel better or just do these things and exercise and meditate and things are going to get better. Right. So there's a lot in that process of really figuring out what works for you. So I'm very much about individuals figuring out what are the things that are going to be most helpful for them. And so this really just led me on a path of really understanding myself as I had this intention of deeply wanting to help others to rise as well. And so it led me on a path of learning more about yoga and the mind-body connection, getting trained in EMDR, getting trained in mindfulness-based stress reduction program that was started by John Kabat-Zinn, and learning um, other tools that can help people with moving forward. Because the reality is, is that sometimes life sucks and we go through things that are hard. Right. But that doesn't define us. 
So the most important lesson I learned while I was on this journey was that I wasn't defined by my life circumstances. Yeah. They were things that I had experienced that helped me gain knowledge and wisdom, but they weren't things that I had to put a label on myself as I am this, you know, I am a single mom or I am a, it just, it limited me. And so I learned to break free of a lot of that. But the other thing that I did was um, I got really serious and intentional about my recovery and really serious and intentional about how I could bring these tools and skills to others. And so that's what I focused, really dedicated my life to is um, learning as much as I can about what it looks like for, for, for individuals to thrive when there's mental illness, when there's grief, loss, um, painful experiences that, that we experience, how to then allow ourselves to open up to something that's on the other side. I love that. That is so beautiful. Um, you know, I, I think that we, we need, we need this message. We need these tools. And, um, I'm just, I'm wondering what, what brought you to this place? And also, I guess, I'm sorry, just another follow-up question. Like, what do you think is keeping us or Mm -hmm. some people most stuck when it comes Mm -hmm. to like, like, let's say that I come see you and I'm like, this thing happened. And I just, um, I just don't know where to go. Like, what would you say is, is the best advice that you could give, I guess, the world in general, mm-hmm. as far as like the things that are keeping us stuck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So ultimately what brought me here was something within me that spoke to something bigger, something as a therapist, I felt just doing cognitive behavioral therapy isn't working for me in terms of my personality, in terms of who I am, in terms of it just, I'm very much an outside of the box thinker right. and it, it felt like my clients weren't making the progress that I knew they could make because I have the belief that each individual has the capacity to become all that they're meant to be. And, and um, we limit ourselves and each other when we look at each other as small. Mm. Even, even the person that you look at and you're like, oh, they've got it bad. No, they are an incredible individual. When you sit with people that you normally would judge and you hear their stories, it is phenomenal to hear what their life is about and what it's like. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love that. Just like creating these open spaces without the preconceived notions that, you know, it's this trap that's so easy to fall Mm -hmm. into, but really just giving Others a benefit of the doubt, but also giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we go through experiences that are painful, something that's very normal that happens for people is we experience emotions like depression or sadness or anger. And then the way we limit ourselves is by saying, I am anger or I am depression. And then I just have anxiety. I have anxiety. Yeah. So then this, this is how we are now perceiving ourselves in the world. I am someone who's anxious. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things I cannot do, 
or I'm depressed, so I can't pull myself out of bed. Yeah. Even though we want to acknowledge those symptoms and we want to acknowledge that that they're there for a reason, it, they are not our identity. And we can develop what I call a false self mm. when we get too stuck with, um, you know, the false identity that maybe others told us or we perceived or we internalized but aren't really who are really truly about. Right. Yeah. I love that. So, so how does that, how does that look? Yeah. How, how would you do that? Yeah. So first of all, um, it's important that we understand if we don't know what our authentic self is, it's going to be challenging to figure out um, what that is or how to change it. So first, really, we need to figure out what are the things that are authentic to me? You know, for me, I went back to the things I loved as a kid. I, you know, uh, Kimmy and I are just, we, we went on a hike a couple of weeks ago and, and I went on a hike yesterday. So we were just talking about this, but you know, you'll find me in the mountains. I have another hike on Friday and I'm doing a backpacking trip in a couple of weeks. Oh, I love it. So I figured out what are the things that inspire me? What are the things that I love to do? What are the things that help me to feel most connected to the self? For a lot of my clients, they need to go back to an earlier stage in life. So sometimes when we go through traumatic events, we find ourselves stuck at a certain age or have difficulty with remembering or progressing past that time. Yeah. And so reconnecting with what is important to you, what matters, what are your passions and your desires in life? What are the things that um, bring you joy? You know, that when you're in it, you can be so connected and feel so truly connected to yourself that you can let everything else, the clutter, the, the, um, all of the other, everything else just fade away. And you can be almost one with that activity. I love this so much because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is like, this is the first for me hearing this kind of like concept and, um, but like what I'm hearing is that you aren't the things that happens to you or, or the things that are currently happening to you. You are what you love. Mm-hmm. Like, what mm-hmm. do you love? Yes. That's, that's the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like you said, that may be challenging for some people, maybe even to identify what they love, you know, depending on the things that they've been through and also the stories that they've been telling themselves about themselves. Um, but I think it's a, would you say that it comes with a sense of responsibility to, to find those things? Oh, absolutely. And it takes work to figure that out and dedication really to, to the process of moving forward and growing. You have to, at some point choose that moving forward means so much more to you and that you're ready to make the change rather than staying where it's comfortable. When we are in a place of growth, it is going to feel very uncomfortable. That is going to feel weird and (laughs) it's going to be hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of are choosing, you know, it's still going to be painful to stay where you're at because we are meant to move forward. Yeah. You know, we are beings of change. I mean, 
we have the capacity to adapt, but we have the capacity to really create change in life. And so it really comes down for me, it comes down to choice. Okay, do I want to stay comfortable with where I'm at? Or do I want to choose something that feels uncomfortable, but I know it's going to help me to grow? I love that. That reminds me of um, a quote by Carl Jung. He said, um, where your fear is, there is your task. And, and I think that so many times we're like, no, no, I feel fear. So that means I must run away from it. I must demonize that thing that I fear and like just avoid it and live a life of avoidance Mm -hmm. basically. But, um, I do agree with that, that there's there, I think that there's a responsibility and a sense of meaning and a sense of warriorship when Mm -hmm. we take on those things that we're afraid of and, and, um, lean into it and overcome them. Yeah. Um, Tell ourselves new stories, paint a new picture, you know? Absolutely. So one way that I think that I want our listeners, one thing I want our listeners to know is that some of your most painful experiences can actually become a gift. So I'm going to share a little bit for me. I actually just went to, um, a mindfulness retreat. And one of the things that one of my mentors said was your, the thing that, um, the thing that has caused you the most pain, the thing that, that is just been painful for you. And the part that you don't want to look at, that is actually your gift. You know, that is the gift. And Saki Santorelli says, um, when we look into the bandage areas, that's where the light enters us. And so that's where we're really open ourselves to a larger capacity for joy and the life you really want to create. Um, Absolutely. So 2014, I was on a path of healing, but right before that, um, I lost my brother and I lost my brother pretty tragically. He committed suicide in 2014. And, um, at that time, uh, that was extremely um, painful for me, obviously. And I experienced, I, it shook my world upside down, basically. You know, it was just like, okay, that experience really motivated me to figure out how I could help other people to heal from addiction, to heal from trauma, to heal from um, pains that we experience in life. Yeah. Now, had I not gone through that, I don't know if I would have been as motivated to learn about addiction because at that point I didn't want anything to do with addiction. Right. But it motivated me. I was like, I want to figure this out. My brother and I were very close growing up and he was always a very big part of my life. And I wanted to figure out what are some tools and skills that our community needs? Because as we all know, suicide rates are are really quite high right now. Um, we have all been experienced, have been affected by this as a community. It's an important thing to talk about because not talking about depression and not talking about the painful things that are happening in the world um, really shortcuts us because there are, there are a lot of people who are um, who are left very very heartbroken over the loss of their loved one, but also um, those who are it's fighting for their lives every day, 
are just fighting for their lives every day. So this led me on a path to figure this out. And so um, that's why I opened up Heart and Wellness. It was one of my primary motivations. And so my space is actually dedicated to my brother. And um, it's um, not, I, I let my clients know and he's here on the wall. And, and um, as my space continues to grow, I'll continue to um, have my spaces dedicated to him um, because I genuinely believe that the experiences that I've had in life are leading me, created meaning in my life, allowed me to connect with other individuals who are healing from the loss of a loved one or from healing from, um, you know, who are sibling suicide survivors. Yeah. And I hear, I hear such a powerful message of hope in here for those who, who not only just the survivors, but those who may be going through some difficult times where, you know, they may be feeling like um, there's no hope and, and to remember and to keep in mind that we do have choices and, um, and that they are ultimately being led to a beautiful destination through, through this difficult path. And, um, and that we just, you know, our only real true job, I think in those moments is to persevere. And I think it's, it's hard in those moments because there's just so much uh, mind noise. We say things like, you know, we have to be at the spot or we have to be perfect or we have to be so happy. And it's like, you're, only job right now is to keep going, you know, and, and to remember that everything is temporary. I think it's so hard to remember sometimes. I really love that you said that because everything is temporary. I mean, nothing is permanent. Anything that you're experiencing right now is going to shift and change. That is the, just the natural order of things. And process of the universe and the process of life we're just constantly growing even when we don't want to grow even when we say I'm going to stay right here I'm not going anywhere I've done that before Uh, we're still moving we're still moving forward and it's in our willingness to flow with life instead of restricting it think about a river okay now if you um, take some logs and you try to stop that flow you can you you can a little bit but there's still things are still going to be shifting. Things are still going to be moving, but leaking the, out. <laughs> leaking out, right? But what's different is we are resisting life. Mm. When we are resisting life, we can be stuck in our own whatever it may be. We're going to be stuck in this space. We're saying, "Oh, it's kind of like fist close, right? Like fighting." And it's okay. We fight sometimes, and it's okay. It's, we fight for a reason, but then. Then the sensation of opening our palms and surrendering and accepting the life experiences we have truly opens us up to this place of um, gratitude, uh, just a space of, okay, I'm not fighting. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a space of freedom too. Yes. It's incredibly it's, free. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's so freeing. And and I, I, I know that we're we're cutting close on time, but so I was just thinking that what you just expressed about, you know, like 
hands closed Mm -hmm. or open and just to remember that we always have these choices. So um, I remember this statue that I had seen as a monument and I can never remember where, (laughs) where this is because it's famous, but um, it's a statue of two men on a battlefield and one looks terrified and is just, you just see despair Mm -hmm. on his face. And the other man is looking straight at the battlefield with complete determination mm-hmm. and sheer will. And so they're both facing the same circumstance yes. with completely different stories mm-hmm. and points of view. And, and they made choices, different choices. Handling it differently. You know, when I decided to create the change that I wanted in my life, but also to be an advocate for those around me, There was this kind of just what you're describing. I decided in my mind, didn't matter what happened. I was going to continue to move forward. I was going to fight. I was going to be a warrior. I was going to just embrace whatever came my way. And and I had some challenges that came my way. But I had already chosen the path I was going to take. Total dedication. I love that. Yeah, complete dedication. And because I chose that, I'm not going to say the path was easy or is easy even now. But what I will say is I have never been more happy and connected to myself on the journey that I'm at and the destinations that I'm moving towards because of the choice to be free instead of stuck. Right. And and those are the moments that you're going to be most proud of mm-hmm. when you look back. Yes. Those, those difficult roads that you stayed mm-hmm. dedicated to, that you, you worked your way through, those are your badges of honor where you're looking back and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I stayed true to the course and to my truth. Well, thank you uh, everyone for being here. Thank you for listening to the Heart and Soul Wellness Podcast with your host, Sarah Carter. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today, leave a comment. Also, you can find us at heartandsoulwellness.org and on Facebook and Instagram. Join us again as we continue to help women heal, connect, and aspire to their true and authentic selves.